Hello, and welcome to the Self Project Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Martin, and I am a life transformation and human design coach who supports others on their own personal growth journeys. This show is all about rediscovering and reinventing who we are, and we are going to talk about it all. From wellness, spirituality, self-empowerment, energy, self-realization, sobriety, mental health awareness, literally anything that can help us along on our own self-project journeys. So let's dive right in. So I would like to welcome to the show today, Dr. Natasha Habel-Fernando, PhD. And Dr. Habel-Fernando, she began her education in molecular biology before she received her MBA. And hopefully she's going to tell us more about that. But now she shares her insight and guidance virtually with clients worldwide. She helps women cope with the challenges of infertility, loss, failed fertility treatments, and childlessness. It is her mission to raise awareness of the physical, emotional, and financial exhaustion that women and couples experience on their infertility journey. So Dr. Habel Fernando, Natasha, are you okay if I call you Natasha? Of course, yeah, Natasha's fine, yes. So Natasha, do you mind just um, share more of yourself with us? Do you mind telling us a little bit about your story and how you came to help people the way you are? Yes, it was a long journey <laughs> to get here where I'm at today. But yeah, I actually, um, my grandfather, my uncles are medical doctors. I'm actually originally from Germany. So I always had an interest in kind of like the the medical world, but I decided not to study medicine. I, you know, I thought I'll just cure the world and cancer and everything with DNA research. And that's what I did for a while. But then what happened is I realized that, um, you know, many of the medications and just the way we were doing uh, the work, there were a lot of um, solvents, you know, radioactive materials and different things. And I just, from an ethical and integrity point of view, I just did not feel comfortable anymore doing that work. And that was actually really difficult to admit to myself because I had invested so much time in my education and all the learning. I'm like, I just can't see myself doing this, you know, for the next 20 years when I'm <laughs> over 40. And so that's actually how I started to, you know, explore what else can I do. And there was this international MBA program from Clemson University in South Carolina, actually, that I did in the mid-90s. And so what happened is that's where I met who is now my husband. We've been married for 25 years this year. And we uh, decided to settle in the United States. So he's actually from the Philippines. So we decided to come here, neutral ground, and, uh, you know, did all the different paperwork and different things. So we ended up here. And, um, and so that's actually when, you know, the journey kind of started because we really wanted to have children right away and we didn't get pregnant. And so we kind of started a little bit of the infertility journey and different things. And, um, you know, I just didn't really acknowledge it at the time. I just kind of moved forward and focused on my career and further studies. And so during my infertility, uh, struggles, I had actually experienced acupuncture, which I really didn't know what to think of it because I'm coming from a Western 
scientific Western science, you know, background. I was like, this is just really weird, whatever. So when I finally decided to go, I was absolutely terrified of the needles. And so I had a really great acupuncture. It got me more comfortable and um, I didn't continue the treatments. And like I said, I never really, I never did get pregnant, but I felt amazing. Every time I had the acupuncture, it was just something was happening in my body, which is really interesting, but I couldn't explain it. Right. So, um, you know, years went on and I just, um, you know, focused on, again, my career. I did a lot of sports and different things. And I had a lot of moments where I felt extremely sad and I was grieving, but I couldn't really talk to anybody about it because I didn't know anybody else who did not have children, not by choice. And, you know, I couldn't talk to my mom about it. She wouldn't really get it. My friends wouldn't get it. And anytime, every time I would meet somebody who, a woman who did not have children, then I would find out she didn't want them. So it's like, I guess I must just be the only person in the world that has these moments of really a terrible sadness. Um, for example, you know, seeing my uh, nephews grow up, you know, like after a few years, I hadn't seen them and just realized all this lost opportunity, this lost time. It's absolutely terrible to deal with that. And I couldn't really also share that too much because people just didn't understand it. And my husband's very supportive, but for him, I think it was just a little bit of a different journey. I know he also uh, misses it a lot, you know, that we don't have children. But so what happened is just kind of, I put it like in a little box inside my body and just kept on doing what I was doing. And so I had a moment in my forties where I decided, you know what, um, cause you don't really have, you know, a legacy, you don't have children, you have to pay like college for or something like that. And I was like, you know what, what am I doing actually every day? What am I really working for? You know, what, how do I make sense of my life? And I decided to go back to school and uh, to become an acupuncturist and study integrative medicine in the holistic field, in the quantum medicine field. And it was just fascinating. It was just such a new world for me. And I just loved it. So I just jumped in there with both feet. I graduated um, in like record time, valedictorian, opened a clinic, super successful. I mean, just like this, you know, super successful woman from the outside in, right? And I still had those moments sometimes when I was still feeling really sad and I was not understanding why I couldn't get like over it. But then what happened is that I was really burning myself out. You know, I was the one who was treating, Peter was telling everybody, you know, what to do, how to eat and how to live healthy. And I was so exhausted. I was so exhausted and I didn't even ask for help. And I got to a point where I just had to do kind of face, you know, face it. Like I, I could not compensate, um, whatever, some, maybe some old beliefs and the overwork. I, I couldn't compensate that with natural remedies and vitamins and this and that. It just didn't work. My body just said, that's it. You got to look at you know, things in a different way. And then I did, um, you know, some of my practice, I was just a very small acupuncture practice now. And I focus more on the online coaching aspect of it. And I have to be very aware of how, where my energies go. But what happened once I had more time, I really uh, realized, you know, what is this? There's this one thing I just can't get over it. And what is it? And then I had uh, this 
aha moment where I realized that, you know, 20 years earlier, when we went to one to our infertility doctor's visits, and there's just something they told us about, you know, how my husband and I were interacting, you know, at a physical level that that would not be successful to have children. And I remember that I was never the same person after that visit. What happened is that, you know, my husband is my soulmate. I'm like, how can this be? You know, it's like, it's the most normal thing in the world to have children. How can, how can this not happen? And then the, I realized that I really had suffered trauma. It was a super traumatic event, even though that's not like officially recognized as a trauma, but it really is. And what followed is then that every month, every month there was a disappointment, you know, month after month after month. And it really eroded my, the belief and trust in myself, in the world, in my body, my self-worth, my self-confidence. And it took me, you know, a lot of uh, self-care and self-love to realize that and to work through that grief. And uh, once I did that, I, um, I realized, well, this, and I realized also I wasn't the only one. There were so many more women out there and it's very different in different cultures, how it's being dealt with different ages. You know, there are women in their twenties or thirties that may have had um, medical conditions, can no longer conceive or have had surgery. Uh, you know, women in their thirties or forties that try fertility treatments. They are actually not that successful. If you look at the stats, there's just a 30, 40% chance to really getting pregnant, especially as the more you age. And, and then also finding out for women that are in their sixties and seventies and still have these moments of grief. And when I found out about it, and especially when I had two of my patients that came in for acupuncture before their very last chance of getting pregnant with IVF, they were they were just so sad and anxious and felt guilty and ashamed that they hadn't gotten pregnant yet. And I was like, I need to speak up. And so that's when I started, um, you know, earlier this year to say, you know, I have to share my story and um, tell women it's, you know, how to pick yourself up after, you know, these disappointments and these feelings of loss and to be able to feel, you know, empowered and make this your story. Like you said, nobody else can tell you how to feel about it, how it should have, what you should have done, whatever. No, this is your story. And to find your sole purpose, to get in alignment with who you really are so you can shine your light in the world. So, I know that was a long introduction, but that's really my story. And that's when I started to uh, really become a lot more visible, um, you know, all over the world, basically, and tell people about it. And there's so many of us women, child is not by choice, that are becoming more open. And I think all of us have a voice because everybody has a different journey and and, you know, people resonate with whatever's going on. So I hope that when you know, some women hear about what I have been doing that they will know that there's somebody that hears them and sees them and understands them. I have to say, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Because um, again, while I personally don't identify with your journey, I know several women who do. So like you said, it's really powerful to hear somebody else speak their story, especially when it resonates with you and it mirrors yours and you, it just gives you 
almost that sense of just kind of hope that here's somebody else who's going through the same situation, the same things as me, and we can connect and we can, they understand what I'm going through. So I think it's really important that you're doing what you're doing, that you decided to speak up. Um, And I also want to say the fact that you acknowledge that you went through a trauma, like, you know, you said maybe some people wouldn't view that as a trauma, you know, going through infertility treatment and going through the emotional, I just think of the emotional and the physical roller coaster, but just all of it, all of it. I think it's really important that you acknowledge that, yes, that is trauma. So if you are feeling that, you know, if you are in a similar situation and you're having these feelings crop up later on and you think, why am I, why haven't I dealt with this? Or why is this still popping up for me Uh, right here? It's important to acknowledge that, yes, it is a trauma for you or very well could be. Yes. And in fact, uh, I mean, there's two things I would like to mention, you know, first of all, it's a very isolating experience. You know, if you go to that, because I try to open up to, you know, some um, therapists I went through, you know, acupuncturists, hypnotherapists, and some of them were childless, but they could not understand, you know, everybody has a different level of sensitivity. And some of them, they're like, you know, just the way it is and move on. But some, you know, I think, especially highly sensitive people, it's just very, very traumatic. And it's so difficult to move on from that. And so it's such an isolating experience, because, you know, so often I would go to family events or friends gatherings. And of course, everybody talks about their children, which, you know, of course they should, but it's a very sad thing if you just sit there and you're like, you know, you try to bring the conversation back to personal things, maybe, you know, hobbies or movies, they have, they have things they have experienced. And then after one sentence, it reverts back to a children you know, something. And it, it, it it's, yeah, it's very isolating. And yeah, the traumatic experience, it's really a, an outsider looking in could never tell this was a traumatic experience. And again, it's, that's why we need to own our story because nobody can tell us, oh, this is not really a traumatic experience because that's what I got, you know, like, yeah, so it's not a big deal. Look at all the freedom you have. Look at this, look at that. Yes, there are a lot of perks if you want to speak in that way but it um you know it's just you can't tell anybody else how to feel and how to interpret something so I think it's very important to acknowledge the feeling of pain or loss and that that we have experienced and to honor that to make that part of who we are because very often we tend to shy away from it because it's, it's kind of like a sign of weakness or uh, maybe embarrassment, again, because we're looked at, you know, as a woman, you know, one of the things that should be like a no-brainer, right, is getting pregnant. So it's like everybody else can, why not me, you know, so it's it's a very multifaceted, multi-layered situation. And so you're also, you're a holistic health practitioner. So are some of the things that you do, did you try some natural remedies at first, um, like you said, you tried acupuncture for pregnancy. Yes. Well, you know, when I um, went to my infertility journey, that was in, so I got married in the mid nineties. So that was really like before, you know, Facebook groups and, and the internet as we know it. So there wasn't really that much information out there, you know, and uh, I was not aware of 
the holistic medical field. I have to be honest with you because for me, everything was done in Western medicine terms. I, you know, for me, acupuncture was like probably as far as I could have gone, you know, it's like that just, that just, it just didn't exist. The only organization I knew of was called Resolve, which still exists. And it is, um, you know, the kind of like support for men and women um, that suffer, you know, from, from childlessness, but I never really went to any of their meeting. I felt like it was too, you know, it's a strong term, but kind of like a pity party. You know, I really wanted to, I wanted to meet a woman that had gone through that and could share with me her experience. And so that's what I'm doing now. So I'm, you know, I'm going to be 55 next year. So when I talk to the women uh, that work with me, that are in my Facebook group or that see me online, you know, I, I can talk from a different perspective. And I, I don't talk from the perspective from somebody who still tries to sell them on some hope, you know, because yes, but also to, you know, what to do if those dreams just don't become true, you know, and it's, it's not the end of the world. It can seem like that, but I see very often there's other, you know, support groups where women really vent about, you know, their situation and, I can totally sympathize with it, but we, I don't think it does us any service or to the world if we stay at such a low vibration, you know, but they also need to hear, hear a different message. And that's, that's what really prompted me to also be more vocal and to have like a Facebook group where I just offer some, you know, changes perspective, some insight and like how I would respond to something or react to something what was my experience because I think that will help them see how they can do things uh so they can shine their light right most definitely I love that you you created what you wanted I love that you saw the gap that you know you wanted other women to talk to who had the same experience as you and so you just created that so that you could be that light for other women yes I felt like it was important to not um, stay stuck in that kind of level of victimhood, right? Because, you know, every, every human, every life experiences, you know, setbacks and we experience them as setbacks because we have certain expectations, not that they're right or wrong or anything, but, but if we keep on looking at setbacks under the lens of the expectations that we had, it's just difficult to move forward. And so, yeah, I just felt like it was important to find some, to provide something that was an uplifting experience an up, uplifting sounding board, so to speak. Yeah. So like when you're saying when you were like, then you said it was time to move forward, you know, you knew that it was time for you to do something a little different, maybe have a different perspective. So what were, what were a few of the things that you did, or maybe a few of the things that you just recommend like tuning into tapping into to begin that kind of moving forward journey yes so for me actually the moving forward it to be honest with you I was in my basically once I kind of turned 50 that's when I realized you know what I don't think this is really not going to happen because I was still having my periods every month right or a little bit more regular but you know what? Every month there was this little glimmer of hope. And now when I look back on it, 
I thought, well, if I would have had an understanding and acceptance sooner, I think I would have felt dealt better with it. So I feel like that that moment of understanding and acceptance, I think it's better to have that earlier than later. Because what happens is this feeling of like, oh, I don't have children will never go away because by the time you are a little bit older, midlife, you know, 40s, 50s, your friends will have, you know, grandchildren (laughs) or, you know, maybe children you were babysitting, they're having their children. So it's just a continuous reminder. But I think the most important thing to answer your question is to, um, to just kind of pause and reflect. If you know, if you have noticed that this applies to you, you wanted to have children and you don't. And if you notice that there are some maybe self-sabotaging behaviors or some you know, some conflict that you can't really put your finger on it. You're like, why, why do I feel this way? You know, something that just doesn't feel in alignment, that's kind of off and you don't really quite know why, then it's really time, I think, maybe for some journaling, some self-reflection, kind of revisit that infertility journey and look if there maybe was something that you never had properly processed. And so the options are really to, you know, depending on where you are in your journey to look either for professional help, but on your own, I think what really has been helpful uh, to my clients, for myself, it's really the self-care aspects, self-care and self-love. I think that's just what comes first. And what I mean by that, it's not so much, you know, getting a monthly pedicure or something like that, but it's really noticing the little things like for example as as women I think we tend to often do things because we expect it to do them and we don't really speak up you know I don't really feel good doing this or that be it you know taking care of some extra things in the house or um, you know maybe even at work the little things like clutter for example like certain things that drive you crazy but you, you you just deal with it right And just really pause for those little moments when you can appreciate, you know, like a nice cup of tea or how the leaves are moving in the wind. So really taking time off to just be instead of doing, because I think we do too much. And when you do things all the time, you're not really present. You really have to be present and let your soul kind of shine through and speak to you. And, you know, also journaling is really helpful um, maybe just getting up in the morning, just commit to writing one page for a couple of weeks. And even if you write on a whole page, I don't know what to write. That's okay. Sooner or later, something will come up. You know, there are, there are many different things to do, but that's something I would start with. I think that's a beautiful place to start. I would also kind of like to speak on the other side. We had talked about, um, you've talked about on your website, some of the triggers of coping with infertility. Do you kind of mind sharing a few of those with us? Yeah. So the triggers really what happens is that, and very often I think people that have, are not familiar with the challenges of infertility don't know how hurtful well-meaning comments can be. So. I think everybody who has not gotten pregnant right away knows how that is when somebody asks you, oh, any kids yet? Or why don't you just adopt? Or, 
just do it, just relax. These comments are um, super, super hurtful. And they really have, um, you know, remind the woman to go to that traumatic experience over and over again. So my suggestion is to anybody who's listening, who is not in a childless, not by choice situation, is to just be there for the person. There's really nothing you can say to make her feel better. Unfortunately, there isn't. And, um, you know, even like, you know, something that worked for somebody else, you don't know how hard they tried. You just cannot imagine how, how many sacrifices and how much heartache um, a woman has gone through that suffers from infertility. Unless you have experienced it yourself, you have no idea how difficult it is. So the only thing you can do is just be there, um, you know, for a hug or to, you know, maybe cook a nice meal together and just be there, but don't try to offer advice because believe me, they have tried it all and seen it all. So, yeah. That's wonderful. Like, thank you for sharing that with us because like you said, those of us who are not childless, you know, that's, that's a great way for us to maybe approach that conversation because I know many of us can be very well-meaning or very just, you know, wanting to show um, our support or our interest and yes. And write along those questions like, Oh, what have you tried? Have you tried this? And what about that? I have a friend who tried this. And so I really like that you're making us aware that um, be cognizant of, of her be cognizant of her and that she probably has tried all the things. She probably has heard all the advice, like just, just be there to support, to listen. You said cook a meal just to check in. So I really appreciate that you share that with us because I know myself, I can get caught up in being well-meaning and, you know. Yes. And, and I, I remind, uh, you know, my clients when they get super upset about it, it's, it's, it's really coming from a place of caring from the other person and a place of, you know, kind of ignorance. I mean, you're just not aware of it. And so not to take it, you know, personally, although, you know, obviously we do. And uh, another thing that can be really, really triggering right now, it's um, the holidays, you know, it's like childless women or couples, we think about family times, you know, we don't, we don't have kids that are excited to get gifts. We think down the line, 20, 30, 40 years from now, who's going to take care of us when we're older. We think about, um, you know, we see all the different holiday family pictures mailed to us on Facebook and we don't have that. And uh, it, and, you know, sometimes, you know, Christmas parties, like in my husband's family, they always have something at the zoo or botanical garden. It's open to all the families. It's just a constant reminder of what we don't have. And so it, um, yeah, it's just something to be aware of. And uh, believe me, all, all the women that are childless would love to be happy for, you know, when, let's say their sister or best friend becomes pregnant or be happy when there's a baby shower, but it's just really, really hard. So um, just, just be patient with, <laughs> with those that are going through the infertility journey and just be very gentle and kind. Yes. I'm glad that, yes, that you brought that up as well. Um, if you are having somebody that you're close to that, like you said, is you're pregnant maybe, and maybe they're not excited for you. Or maybe you're like, why aren't they, you know, 
you know, excited for me? Or why aren't they happy for me? Why aren't they interacting with me? Just like you said, keep in mind that they have all these things coming up for themselves too, that they have to work through. And like you said, give time, give patience, give care while they kind of work through that. So I'm really glad that you brought these points up for us, for those on the other side who, um, you know, have children and maybe have somebody that they know who has been unable to, or has been on a fertility journey. Um, So what ways are you helping other women? How do you work with other women? So I, um, so I have a free Facebook group where I just, you know, post some uplifting content. I have some little lives where I just kind of share some of my methods. So my method is the peacock method. That's how I call it. And I call it a peacock method because the peacock is the kind of like a symbol of rebirth and uh, strength. And, um, but the main reason is because I just love the feathers. They're so colorful and it's just such a, majestic, um, you know, animal. And so I wanted to reflect with all the different colors. When you look at the feather, it has all these different colors that we as humans, you know, we're like that. We are like these diamonds with all these different facets. And that's how our life should be as well. There's so many different colors that or or, you know, values and, and, um, you know, little quirks and different things that make us who we are. And so I want to help women rediscover all those different areas of their lives. And so with the peacock method, what I do is I actually have eight different steps and they're not like, you know, step one, check, step two, check. They're all kind of like inter- related and you know you can imagine it's a complex issue so it's not as simple as going from a to b to c so the first step is really the understanding you know to look at um your life and and just kind of look at all the different areas and see you know how does that feel is there room for you know expansion and what have you really um you know, neglected, you know, very often will be relationships with other people because just because it's so such an isolating experience or even with ourselves, you know. And so it's the first step is really the, the understanding, but then to get to a level of acceptance. And I don't mean to like, okay, I'm fine. I'm not going to have kids and I'd move on. That's not the kind of acceptance that I mean, but it's the acceptance of being okay with where we're at right now. Because we have to be able to acknowledge, okay, this is just this is just where I'm at. You know, this is like the present, the here and now. And then the third step is to really um, invite creativity into our lives. Because when we are creative, that is like procreation, right? It's a procreation in a different way. So we can birth new ideas, new directions new things that interest us. So that those are kind of like the first three steps. So, and then we really want to move into self-care and self-love. And so again, the self-care, we talked about that a little bit. And, you know, there's many different uh, strategies, like also tapping your emotional freedom techniques that are really customized that we can do together, acupressure. Um, I also work a lot with nutrition, and supplements. So look, look really at the body, like that's our vehicle, right? For, <laughs> for making us live here. And so after that, then we really look at alignment, you know, what is really your soul story and being able to find 
your own voice and be your own advocate, which then really moves you more into the empowerment of being who you are. And finally, last step is kind of like the expansion, expansion into the future and really look into, you know, what, what else is out there for you. And so all of these steps, you know, kind of happen a little bit kind of like at the same time, but that's what I walk my clients through. And um, it's, it's, it's so rewarding because it, there's nothing more rewarding than to see somebody who finally, you know, kind of steps out of that dark cloud and sees new possibilities and has to shift in perspective. And I just, I just love that kind of work. I'm, I'm so happy that um, I'm able to, you know, provide some, some guidance and some accountability and some love, some nourishment for them to, to move to this process. And it never really stops because, you know, even for me, I'm okay, you know, 98% of the time. But there are days when, or something will just trigger me, you know, sometimes maybe a cute outfit and target or, um, you know, I see a little girl with her little pigtail or whatever, and it's just so cute. And, but then I kind of do these steps in, you know, like a really short time or not, but it's, that's, that's just my process. And um, I feel like it's, it's really made a difference. I love that. I really love that. Um, I love your peacock method. And um, I see too, you talked about creativity where you're, you're bringing creation into the world. And then I hear how, how um, just proud you are of the women that are going through your program as you watch them grow and shape and evolve. And it's almost like, again, you're, you're creating something to send out into the world. Not that you're, you know, but you've created this program that's taking somebody else through a transformation and it's like, and sending it out into the world. I think that it's just a beautiful, just kind of full circle that you're helping women with. So if people wanted to work with you, where can they connect with you online? Where can they find you? So my website is called the golden sanctuary. And so it's just a simple page where you can connect with me. You can always set up uh, a free call with me. I'd love to connect with women all over the world. Um, you know, 15 minutes, we can just sit down and just chat a little bit and go from there and see if we're a good fit or if you have any ideas what they should do. Because sometimes I I have um, women that are that really need, you know, professional mental health help. You know, sometimes that's just the case. And so, you know, I wouldn't be the right fit. But if you if you are at the state where you can you're ready to move forward and you want to do that faster and and with somebody who has kind of gone through the same process, then you know, I'm there. And uh so that's the main um way to find me. It's the golden sanctuary. Uh, dot com and on Facebook I have a group called Beyond Infertility and Childless Not by Choice and so that's just um, a private Facebook group that's open to women uh, even with secondary infertility meaning say they have one child or two but weren't able to pregnant get pregnant again and um, so it's it's a very uh, relaxed group and um, we just kind of share sometimes some some triggers whatnot and I usually um you know guide the discussion based on you know some of the points of the peacock method and um and yeah so that's that's how I can be found online yeah so everything will be in show notes as well you'll be able to go down and click right on that to go find Natasha so did you have anything else that we didn't cover that you thought might be good for 
somebody to hear or any closing thoughts? Um, let's see. We had a good conversation. You know, just shine your light. So I want to thank you so much today for being on Natasha and for speaking to us about that, because I feel like anybody listening to this episode should be able to relate no matter what side that you are on, whether you are, you know, like you said, childless, not by choice, and you're going through your own maybe infertility journey, wherever you're at on that. Or if you're on the other side where you do have children, maybe you do know somebody who's going through an infertility journey. Maybe you don't yet, but you still can take some really great points from this to understand the other person's point of view. And again, understand how to approach them, how you can help, how you're not helping. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? It's so interesting because I had um, a podcast with, um, you know, where I talk kind of like more about the wellness thing, because I do that still, but it's not, not really where my passion is. And so we talked about the infertility thing. And then she said, and she, she's probably in her 60s or 70s she's like oh my gosh said you have to come back on my show she says because my daughter-in-law asked any grandkids yet and she got really upset at me and I didn't know why and then my son told me not to ask you know those questions but I didn't know why and so we're, we're gonna do a whole episode on those triggers You know, and that's a really important point too. um, that kind of popped up one other thing for me before we close out Um, that maybe, maybe you don't want to say anything if you're going through that infertility journey. And so are the other people's well-meaning comments of like, when are you going to have babies? Because, you know, I, we, I've heard other people be asked that, like my sister's been asked that, you know, I've heard other people. And so maybe we could just get away from asking that altogether. Because like you said, maybe they don't want to share what they're going through with you. And then you asking all those questions is triggering. And then you wonder why are they upset with me? I, you know. Yeah. And it actually reminds me of my cousin. Uh, we're not that close, but he, um, his wife, um, I didn't know they went to fertility treatments many years ago. And all I heard, because we, we don't live in the same town. All I heard is from my mom, her sister said, yeah, I don't know. She keeps on gaining weight. I don't know. I told them they have to stop eating. She's getting too fat. And then I was thinking back and this was like five years ago or more. And when I found that out last year, I was like, I, and they haven't been close ever since because my cousin used to go to his mom all the time. And I'm like, I wonder if they may not even know that that's why she got bigger because of the hormones and they didn't get pregnant. So I, I wonder, you know, I never really had that conversation because my cousin actually had that conversation with my husband. I didn't even know about it. So I was like, yeah, who knows? Who knows if my aunt might not even know that that's what happened. I think that's an important point that we never really know what's going on in anybody with anybody. No, we don't. Yeah. Yeah. Compassion, kindness. If somebody does not want to talk to you about something, then you, you know. No, I'm just, maybe we could get away from asking that altogether. Yeah, because we're so used to it. I mean, I'm almost at a point where I ask it because people almost expect. (laughs) That's an interesting, it's an interesting observation. Think about like what other approach could we get away from that? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I want to thank you again so, so much for being here, sharing with us. Um, This episode was great. And I feel like so many people are going to be able, again, to benefit from this, no matter which, which journey, which story is yours. So, well, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. 
Thank you so much for joining me today for the Self Project Podcast. I hope that you were able to find something useful or inspirational to take away with you today. So come and connect with me over on Instagram. It's at underscore Christy Martin. And let me know what you want to hear more of. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. And I will see you next time.